AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started and to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Come on, no. Hello, welcome to the Fighting Cock Podcast. This episode twenty-three, season eleven of the Fighting Cock Podcast, and it's we've been doing this for so long. Um, Jolien, how are you doing, mate? Good, brother. How are you? I'm really good. Well, actually, you know what? I'm. Yeah, I am fine. I am fine. But obviously, Spurs have just been beaten by Vitesse in the UCL. And just have to laugh, don't you? you just have to laugh. The word worse. I I just don't care so much about that convers- that competition that I was just sitting there waiting for the game to end, and it's a terrible position to be in because that's my club, right? And that's the, that's that's my that's Tottenham. Now, I love Tottenham, right? And and, and I, I I I look forward to watching them play, but when it's in this competition means nothing to me. I Listen, just I plan I plan my whole day around a little five forty five Harry Winks <laughs> yeah. fucking super kickoff. Uh, and you know, I found myself clapping for them at the final whistle, winning their cup final. Felt like it was like the days of going down to Free and Barnet to watch Barnet play or the yeah. Orient or something. You know, yeah, yeah. R- Rumbelow's Cup '96. 
I mean, when Steven Bergwijn is the is is the sort of pre, pre, predominant VIP, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, you're in trouble, man. You know, you're in yeah. trouble. Yeah, and it's not like that team wasn't good. Like, it was not like that. Um, you know, right. the Spurs team was. They were all players that played in and around the first team in this season, apart from Galini, right? I mean, so, I don't even know. I mean, we'll have to go through sort of the different departments because, you know, probably, arguably, apart from Davidson, who had quite an imperious game in many ways, like the, apart from, obviously, his classic 10 minutes of being a headless chicken, uh-huh. um, which seems to go with the territory, it was a odd, awful mess, wasn't it? I mean, I think we had our first shot on something like, what was it? 76 minutes or something. And it was speculative, wasn't it? I think there was one in yeah. the first half, but it was like, it wasn't even worth, probably didn't even count. Do you know what I mean? Cause it was so far away and yeah. such a, a sort of P-rollery uh, attempt. But like, I, do you blame Nuno for, for, for completely changing the side up? Because West Ham is much more important. We both know that West Ham is going to be a game. And actually, I was very pleased that we left the... No, what 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 is definitely the first eleven mm. training? Uh, because there were really really promising signs in the game against Newcastle. Um, it felt to me much more like the players knew their roles, and that for me is is what was. I mean, we, you know, I brought myself a week later before the Villa game as I was walking to uh, the ground to listen to the your Arsenal. Uh, episode and mm. I couldn't agree more with everything that was, you know, Ricky and Flonius and you were saying. And the truth is that, you know, we did not look like a side. Forget a Premier League side. You know, just eight. You've been po- post during Arsenal against Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. I've never in my life seen, and I mean it, I've never seen a worse North London derby performance ever. But more oh. than that, it was the fact that, you know. I mean, anyone who saw that Monday Night Football where Carragher and Neville just ripped us apart in do you do quite that? rightly. Well, yeah, no, without doubt, but I can't do that. I I can't, do you know what? I, I can't I watch it. I just watch clips. I watch right. clips of it. And I thought, like, but there are fans out there, Jolyon, who, who who will they'll put themselves through it. They'll, have, they'll yeah. watch Match of the Day when we lose. Fuck yeah. that. Fuck, Fuck that. that, bro. No so chance. It was like, just like, what? But coming back to the good bits, like... Yeah. Playing Skippy and Hoiberg as the shield at this point in time makes sense. And Undombele, again, in that game in Newcastle, looked yeah. like a, yeah, a 50 million, 60 million pound player. You know, he looked like a player who, who pulls the strings. And, you know, Lucas, curial as he is, you know, he's definitely our best option on the right. And Sonny is world class on the left. And then, mm. you know, I'm sure all of us felt a huge sigh of relief when Harry put the ball in the net. Yeah. Um, you know, massive. you've got to hope he goes on a run now. And I'd prefer that those players were focused on the Premier League because, you know, it's a very weird season, isn't it? You know, I mean, we are, what, five points off the top, um, you know, or something like that, isn't Four, it? Four, I think. I'm going to check now. Hang on. Yeah, no, we were four points and fifth place. Which is, just, you know, by any standards, not fine. bad. <laughs> so you don't snap someone's hand off at the beginning of the season. I guess it just you know feels I mean? like, for a lot of people, though we're there, it kind of feels like a false position. Not that we don't deserve to be there, because you are in the league where your results leave you, right? So there's nothing there's nothing fake about Spurs being in, in, in fifth position, but it, the way the season has gone so far... It doesn't feel like it's going to last, I guess. And I think everyone's, they're not confident that we're going to finish in the fifth or, or anywhere near fourth. I, I've i been, like you said, when with Skip and Hoybier playing in that midfield and then Dombley being in his pump, I'm confident going into almost any game. Yeah. I, I was I was really confident going to Newcastle and I'm, I was confident going to Villa. I don't know why. I just felt like yeah. suddenly Nuno stumbled. He might not stumbled. Maybe he's known and he's had issues with... Uh, you know, international travel, COVID restrictions, injuries all over the place. And he's never been able to play this team that he has twice on the bounce now, which he clearly believes is his, be- is his best team. And I believe it is also, you know, is with that midfield of Ndombele, Hobier and Skip. Um, <clears throat> so I am, you know, confident. And, 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 and perhaps this is the kind of football we will see for the rest of the season. But yeah. we're a couple of injuries potentially away from 
it all going tits up and well it's interesting that isn't it because i mean if you think about you know the injuries to lukaku and Werner just in the in the midweek game and suddenly chelsea haven't got anyone on top you know we've really basically got you know one you know, bergwine arguably could come into that team if he was on form i think you could you know kill and lisselso i guess it will Play well, we'll 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 come to my darling love, Lacelso, who, who <laughs> as soon as my 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 season ticket group knew that I was coming on today, started sending me things like, "How much do you love Lacelso out of ten? Because I've been an ardent defender of this man. Me too. Um, I I have to say that I think that way that the team set up, like I think Romero is a solid player. Like I see, he's one of those centre backs that I think raises. The, the the you know the quality of the whole defense because in the Villa game, you know, and I don't know how good his grasp of English is, but he does not shut up on the pitch. Mm. You know, he is talking and he is he is he is ordering that defense. And you know, Dyer is generally all right at that, but I feel like you know, it really looked like they were pushing up at the right time. They were holding their line. Yeah, you know, we He's don't aggressive know aggressive as what, well. Yeah. Yeah. He was. He really is. And 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 I mean, to, there was that bit, bit, wasn't it, when they were breaking forward towards the end, when it was like, oh Jesus, is this going to be another West Ham three three? Yeah. And um, when he flew in in some like yeah. proper hardcore ninja slide, which looked like he could break a leg. Well, he's, um, in, in terms of like just his aggression, is that it, because it's not only aggressive physically, and he is. But also his aggression at trying to get to that ball first before the striker. It just it means that we can turn turn the game on its head in a in a single challenge and he does yeah. we didn't we didn't have anybody that could do that Dyer has his moments where he's he's been able to do it but it's not it's not typically his game but ha- yeah go on about I'm interested about your love of Lacelso because it's not it isn't it's not shared by everybody I definitely think I mean, there's I think a quality player there well, this is the problem <laughs> isn't it I mean like I've, I've I sit next to a bunch of people who I, I wouldn't go as far as to say despise him but I think they have absolutely run out of patience with him the thing is that you've got to, you know, I've said this to them so many times, but ultimately, if you stick to this, you know, four, two, three, one, there is one role which arguably three players can play. Delhi can play there, Dombele can play there, and Lesselso can play there. This whole playing him in a deeper role means mm. that you don't get the shielding. You arguably get a more dynamic midfield, you don't get the shielding. Now, the thing is, what we've complained about again and again and again is Delhi not performing, right? Lo Celso not performing, Undombele not performing. And one of the reasons that that is the case, and I think definitely this was the case last season, hopefully we're not going to have it this season, is that we chopped and changed continuously and no one got a proper run in the team. I think Undombele deserves that run now. Like, yeah. you know, first game, second game, wasn't even in the squad. We were all like, how can you possibly not have the most expensive ever acquisition not in the squad? Now he is in the squad. He's in the starting eleven. He's pulling strings and he's looking like a quality player. And I believe genuinely, because I play FIFA career mode and this is what happens in that and that's exactly what happens in real life, right? Um, that he will improve over, you know, over time. And that, you know, he is the sort of player that now, you want to see him having the same sort of partnership with Harry that Harry's got with Son. Now, mm. you, you want to see you want to see these these the patterns that they're running because that that also felt different against Newcastle. The attack looked so much clearer because mm. there was a diamond up the top. Mm. Harry did, he, Harry didn't always have to drop into you know that deep midfield playing on wide on the left or whatever. I mean, obviously he's, he's always going to do that now. Because Izzy's getting a bit older. He's just, I mean, not that he had lightning pace <laughs> at any point, but, mm. you know, he's he's got Son and Lucas, who are, you know, two of the fastest players in the entire league. The thing is, we've got, I think, a very, very decent first 11. Like, I would be very happy to keep this as a first 11. I thought Skip was magnificent against yeah. Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he just he just is, he's head and shoulders above Winks now. And I yeah. think that's the problem is that, you know, I saw a lot of people, you know, Barning the team on Twitter, going like, "Oh, how can you just bring a different eleven? It just shows that, you know, it just proves to all those players that they're second string. Well, good, show yeah. us something, and they none should. of them could. 
They and should I want the first eleven to know that they're the first I eleven. Was, I was thinking about that, Johnny, and about the impact that 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 might have. That all of these players know that they're not they're not first team level at this stage, or their form dictates that they should be playing in the B side for what for better expression. But that's exactly from my perspective. That's exactly. I don't think that's a problem. That's, they 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 need to know that. Deli Ali needs to know that he's not. He, he had six games to prove that he should start for Spurs. And in the Premier League. And he wasn't good enough. He was nowhere near good enough to be in the first team. He slows the game down too much. And and, and um, if we want to see the kind of football we want to see, and he's playing in midfield, he just doesn't fit there because he doesn't move the ball quickly enough. I'm not, it's such a, I hate even saying that, right? I hate my... I hear myself speaking right now. And I know what it's like to listen to a fan who knows absolutely fuck all about how good or bad, bad Deli Alley is. But one thing I do see, and I think everybody sees it, is how long it takes him to recycle the ball. He wants to, he wants to hold it for way too long, and if he's playing in midfield, it's, it's it's difficult for him to it's difficult to justify. When he was playing as a shadow striker or or up top with Kane, this, it's a different thing. Kane holds the ball a lot longer because he's in a position where he needs to do it, and Deli Ali at the front might be able to to offer something. But as a midfielder, not at all, um, and. Um, yeah, I mean, going back to Lacelso, is that the the performance against the weaker teams when he's just thrown into a side that doesn't play together show it doesn't mean that he's not capable of playing at an appropriate level in the first team or as a substitute for Ndombele or even to start in, ahead of Ndombele. I think he's capable of doing that, and the type of player he is. I don't know if you saw him. Uh, there was a big. No, I'm sorry. There's a big commotion about um, about his performances on uh, uh, against Argentina that they were so good, they was they were really accomplished. And what he was doing was just this fast-paced, uh, connective football where he wasn't asked to do anything else but create angles and um, and and get into positions that would damage the opposition. A different role, like playing, as you said, in that deep line midfield role where he's not as good as but if we have skip and we have um Hoybier there that he'll that that shield will give him the freedom in the same way it gives Ndombele the freedom so yeah I mean I, I'm, I don't I don't have no issue with um with Lo Celso and it's important for him to be in uh in the um in the squad it's important for, for us to have a squad Jolly, what we we have to talk about um We've got to talk about Harry Winks now. Um, someone asked a good question. Well, before before we do, someone asked a good question. If uh, if we had to choose, Benedictus asks, if we had to choose two Spurs players as human sacrifices to the footballing gods, <laughs> who, what should I cook as Winks and Doherty's last meal? Uh, Doherty's probably not even worth talking about, but but Winks is... Um, hey, he's rabbit he's, stew, mate. Rabbit in the headlight stew. Winks like, and rabbit like. stew, good. I mean, like, put him in a sausage roll, at least that points in one direction, and that's forward, not side to side. Do you know what I mean? Like, man is clearly deeply frustrated, isn't he? I mean, yeah. like, you saw how petulant he was. And it, admittedly, like, they were getting fouled all over the place. They were diving all over the place. But he's a professional footballer. This is a chance to impress. And, and I've got to say, you know, both him and Delhi just look like... Uh, it's sometimes easy to forget how young these guys are, but for yeah. me, they look mardy as fuck. They yeah, just do, you know, like... do you know what I mean? It, it just feels like they, it's just, it, they may not be, right? But you're just looking at their facial expressions. They don't may be frustrated with their own performance. And so we're just going to jump to conclusions, right? But it, they do. They look like we, we're, it, it felt a bit like we're above this level. Yeah, that's exactly that, it. And, and, and we lost it, that though. game. I mean, you've got like, you know, budget Rebrov or whatever scoring a, a beautiful volley to win the game, you know, and, uh, you know, you didn't see shit like that from Winston Alley. It's now, desire, be, isn't it? It's what they that... They should be boying these lot off. Like, if they want to show us that they, you know, they care about the club, because let's be honest, Harry Wings, you know, he's one of our own. He's been given a lot of chances, a lot of chances. He's had two or three different or sort of rebrands under different managers and he just can't do it. He's just, he's just, he needs, to, I think he needs to move to a club, you know, like Brighton or Norwich, like, like, like Skip did. 
and establish himself in a team again. Because honestly, like I don't even know what sort of player he is anymore. That he's but not a deeply my... defensive player, is he? No, I, I agree. I don't know where where his best position is. Maybe I mean, it's a, he's. I know this much: he's a midfielder, but I don't know. I don't know where where best to play him. I think he's not. He's not good enough for for this level. I think, like Brighton, because of the way Brighton moved the ball, then perhaps that would suit him a little bit better. And they'd play him in a way that he's defend. He wasn't relied on defensively, but he offers next to nothing defensively or going forward. He just that's the thing, isn't it? It's like he just doesn't seem to have the ability anymore to sort of really pick a precise through ball or to sort of really enfranchise did he, did the wide ever? players. Well, there was a time where he looked like a decent passer. You know, there was a time that, you know, he was always quite box, box the box and his attitude was what I always thought sort of saved him because, you know, he seemed very passionate. He used to sort of, you know, get himself there or thereabouts. He used to be a decent blocker. But the thing is that I think this is, like you said, uh, you know, we don't know what's going on in their heads. Um, you know, to, to make it as a professional footballer, you probably have to be extremely strong-willed anyway. But I feel that, like, it's almost one of those things where you're a bit part of the furniture and, you know, your girl's just watching Netflix and looking at the phone and, and not really bothered about you being around anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, you may as well just not be there because mm. you're so part of the, the furniture. And that's not going to cut it. It, 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 you know, with Nuno, and he, he doesn't, I don't think, have the natural ability to not seriously on his game. Because, I mean, how many years ago was it? Was he, he was in the England squad? Three years ago now? A couple of years, yeah, maybe two, three, maybe just in Pochettino's time, wasn't he, where he was... Everyone yeah, was that's... flying, everyone was flying under Pochettino. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing, you know, in that system, he played as a deeper player and ultimately you know Skippy's come along and he's kind of you know doing what Winks was doing there I mean Skip seems to be a lot more ambitious in his forward momentum Definitely. as well like Definitely. he tries to make stuff happen whereas I think Winks is very much like a percentage player and you know sadly I was thinking this last night how, de- how depressing it is that Deli Ali plays like that now Mm. all I saw Ali do yesterday was take the ball a couple of little spotty swerves past someone and pass it backwards or to the side I did not see him once try and thread one and Mm. and that is just not like you're not playing I mean they're a decent team but you know yeah but it's being being kind they're like a mid-level championship team yeah, you know what I mean. Really. It, does, it just shows what, what all all that's required is to beat us, it, or certainly our, our B side is is a bit of energy and desire to win. Like they wanted yeah. that badly. Wren oh, wanted totally. it badly, and obviously get it. Yeah. Tottenham's a big scalp. This is the first time they sold out their ground this season, according to the commentary. So I get it. Like big name, big club coming from England, but that shouldn't mean that we can't turn them over or beat them even with a These second string team players you know the Celso the week before was playing with Messi <laughs> like, it's not I mean they're not this isn't like some we haven't put out some it's not like you know God bless him you know Dane Scarlett who you know, I'm sure we'll come on to talking about you know didn't have a good day zero the, the only time I saw someone hit his feet was from you know Brian you know son of Monty Python Gill no, yeah, and, they, and sort of knocking it into his feet. How are you going to play long balls to a sixteen-year-old who's like four foot five? The no, the the um the it's it's difficult to play in a disjointed for him to just come in and play in a team that doesn't know each other. Well, they know each other, but they don't play each, with each other tactically. It's really tough. You can't. It's I, can't, I mean, Harry Kane having a difficult time when when we were throwing the Europa League under Harry Redknapp. And he was just playing the kids uh, because he just wasn't interested. He was only interested in the Premier League. So, uh, yeah. And I, I'm not even, like I said at the top of the show, I'm not despondent or, or I'm not, I don't care about this result, really. It doesn't bother me because I don't even, care about the competition. If we, got, if we got hammered against West Ham, I think there'll be questions, right? Because obviously, you know, then it, it just doesn't look good to lose two games in a week at all. But I mm. think that in a, in a way, 
I don't really give a shit if we fucking go out of this Mickey Mouse competition in, in, in at the beginning of, of the competition or as so regularly with Tottenham, probably in a two-legged semi-final against a team from fucking Liechtenstein or something. And I think that, like, you know, we are a club at the minute who has to have a complete and sole focus on regaining our Champions League credentials, not just financially, but in terms of like retaining talent. And that team, that starting eleven, what I think the scariest thing about looking at it um, the other way is, where do we actually have cover? Well, we definitely don't have cover for Harry Kane. We all know that. Dane Scarlett is just not physically yet ready to deal with Premier League defenders. They're all tonk. They're hefty. He's not going to be able to take that. So we haven't got cover there. Arguably, we should have two people able to cover that, you know, forward forward uh, part of the triangle in the three, in the midfield. I don't know about that. We certainly don't have that in, in the back. I mean, you know, if, if you're playing those three, sure, we could bring Winks in. But as we've discussed, he's he's lacking. Doherty, you know, I, I just, it's a weird, it was a weird signing. I think Sanchez had a decent game. I think he, of all the players in that team, I think he's the one who's pushing for a first team place. Mm. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I agree. I, I, I Yeah, I, it's just, it's not representative like of of where we are currently, that, that game. I don't, I, I, yeah, I, I, it doesn't mean much to me, really. Um, it's, it's sad to see Spurs lose because it's, you know, it's our club and we don't want to see it, but... It, this you, you you can't take out eleven players and expect to perform well. I don't I don't really remember it happening before where a team's just gone on the pitch and flown because it, it's such a no, totally. despite our shit well shit but you know below Tottenham's level with TSR it's not um that if if they they're professional footballers who have been drilled to do something and 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 often that's all it takes against someone a team that's not as organised. Um, totally. Florida Spurs says, "When will Levy fire him?" Again, I don't think that game. What? Yeah, I think that's what's wild. worse. I think like, yeah, but what? What's worse is if we'd have won that game. If we would have put out, if we would have put out our full strength team, and we would have beaten beaten them five yeah. nil, which we would probably have done. Then and then we go to West Ham and lose one nil. It means nothing. Do you know what, Fab? Like, you know what I'd say to Florida Spurs is Tottenham have won as many games in the Premier League so far as Liverpool. Right? They've drawn three, they've lost three. They've got three more points than us. Come on. Like, it's a tough competition. This is a brand new manager. Yeah, we have not been scoring goals. We have yeah. not been scoring goals. You know, that is that has been a problem. We all know that that's been the main problem. Now, we, we scored three in our last Premier League game. Admittedly, against a pretty rubbish Newcastle team, but that was one hell of a one hell of a sort of atmosphere in that ground. I mean, when we went one 0 down after two minutes, I just thought, "Oh my god, here we go!" Yeah. And to be fair to them, they they picked themselves up and they controlled the game. You know, it was a very obviously with that awful, um, you know, incident that took place in the ground. You know, as well, where and I, I do think it, I want to take a minute to actually big up. You know. Uh, you know, Region and, and, and Dyer because they, they probably saved someone's life that day, you know. Mm. Um, but, you know, we look we look like a proper team. You know, like you said, like I, I, I'd be happy playing, you know, that team against Man U in two weeks' time. But yeah. I think what is worrying me, really, is I've been thinking about this a lot, is different part of the season now. Lots of games are coming up um, as we move towards December. And... I do. I am concerned about the the squad at the minute because you know, Bergwijn, we really need more from him. Like he he really he just looks a shadow of himself. Yeah, I think about it when he scored that volley against City on his debut. You know, he just looked like he, he was an impact player. And you know, maybe it was a bit of pressure with him yesterday, but there were a couple of instances where he was doing stepovers. People were clearly running off him. I can't remember who it was, but it looked like a guilt edge chance. Totally, mm. totally not not on the right wavelength. Because I guess, I mean, I guess you could play Sonny up front if Harry got injured and then, you know, put Bergwijn on the left. It's not, you know, a, it's it's, not a, it's significantly weaker that way, aren't we? 
Um, have you still got um, Fernando Lorente's mobile number? Can we give him a call? Oh, God, what a dream. I mean, there was a time when we had him and people saying he's not good enough as a backup striker. Do you know what I mean? But um, I just want to go back to Florida Spur, right? Is, yeah. What, what's the alternative if we sack him now? What, what do we do? Yeah. What, 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 we have Ryan Mason come in and manage us for the rest of the season? Who's going to... What managers that are not in jobs are going uh, that would satisfy you and, and it ain't just him. There are many people out there who... who look, his position was ten, it was a little bit precarious when we lost those three games in September because you can't continue to lose games. He responded by two Better wins, least, yeah. a good win against Villa. So I don't, I, I don't I get where the com- the conversation comes from or is ha- why it's happening. But the uh, there needs to be a plan. It's not can't just be sack him. And, 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 and think... what is that plan? What would yeah, we do? I don't... I heard you talking about it on the pod after the Arsenal game. And that's the, the, I think one of the reasons Tottenham fans generally are so frustrated is because we still really haven't got over losing the Champions League final the way we did and then Poch leaving and it being a bit of a kind of mess since then. And the thing is that everyone knows Nuno was low on the list. Everyone <coughs> knows we were in for Fonseca as well. And people think, oh, well, if we just got him, we would have been playing some form of attacking football that we want. But the bottom line is, if you are another manager and we sack our manager halfway for a season, what confidence does that give you at all that you're in a position where you've got a project that you can work on? Now, we obviously have to get to the end of this season, I think, with Nuno and assess where we are. Because, you know, at the minute, you know, this team don't even know what it's like as a team yet you know when you get a, a, a quality player like Romero in that can have a galvanizing effect on a, on a group of, of defenders and that arguably was our biggest problem last year even though we had Mourinho we would ship silly goals in games that we should have won um because we were scoring plenty of goals uh, you know signing Kane had had a, had a couple of purple patches that were just insane like world quality but the thing is that, like, you're totally right. Like, who, who do who do these people think is going to sort of run around to us? You know, because we're not going to get Conte. We we're just not. We're not going to get a manager of that level now, <coughs> until you know there's a serious. Um, you know, I imagine if it does come to a point where you know we do let <coughs> go or something at the end of the season or something like that, and there's a bit of money to play with again, and there's an actual opportunity for someone to come in and reform the team. We'll see. But I think I think there is no reason. This league is wide open. There are quality teams throughout the league. You know, teams like Brentford, look at the trouble they caused Chelsea the other night. You know, teams like Wolves are coming back. Leicester, they're 11th. Look at the performance they Brighton are fourth. You know, the other day. Brighton, fourth. Class. You know, like there are some there are some decent there are some decent, decent teams around. You know, Everton. Managed by Benitez, eighth. You know, it's difficult to say, but what is interesting, if you look at the run of games we've got, because I'm pretty sure the run of games we've now got are West Ham, Anu, <coughs> Everton, Leeds, Burnley, all before December. Now, when we, if we can get through those games, even, you know, look, you know, ever the optimist, as you know I am, Flav, you know, let's say we get maximum points out of those games. We're in the top four. We're mm. looking decent then. And the thing is that we... what Coming back to <coughs> the bottom line, which was should should he have put 11 players into this Mickey Mouse Cup? Yes. But <coughs> arguably, if it was the Europa League, if it was the Europa League, bless you, then we probably wouldn't have done that. We probably would have played a stronger team. Who gives a shit about the Europa League? Who gives a shit about this Mickey Mouse competition? Like, what we want is Champions League football and an actual focus on the Sunday games that we have to play as a result of this thing. Those players knowing, look, there's no place to hide. There's no like, oh, I was a bit leggy after Thursday. No. You need to deliver in the Premier League. You need <clears throat> to deliver in the Prem. That is what we wanted. And, you know, because we don't have the the, the riches of, you know... Saudi Arabia, Newcastle, or or you know Man City or Chelsea, we don't have the depth of squad to compete on multiple fronts properly at the moment. I don't. I mean, do you think we do? No, no, no. But no, no. Of course not. Of course not. But but I don't necessarily expect much from this season. I just want us to play a decent round of football, and that's why I was so despondent during the first 
well, when we started losing, like winning, winning badly is sort of acceptable because we we mm. did that for Jose Mourinho, and I was a you know I wanted it to work under Jose Mourinho, even if the football was poor, I wanted us to win something, but losing and playing poorly is disgusting, and um and you do turn very quickly when you're seeing that kind of football, but yeah. against Villa. You know, credit where it's due, you, you can't ignore something when it's right in front of your face. Even if you think, if even if you think Nuno isn't the man, you can't ignore the fact that the performance against Villa, a good Villa side, was positive, and Newcastle, decent. yeah, and and the Newcastle game, the, the, you know, the the scoreline flattered them. We could have, we could oh, have, yeah, massively. absolutely buried them. And then you know, people say, well, it's Newcastle, but it doesn't matter. You beat we if you beat you beat everybody you put in front of you well. Even if they're shit, you've got to take the positives out of it. There's no, there's no. What do you get out of going? Ah, oh, yeah, but it was shit, and you know we played. No, totally. You don't get anything from it. You, you have I think to. You put, you put something out, didn't you, on the on the Twitter afterwards, being like, yeah. since Poch, that's one of the most dominant displays we've had, and I couldn't agree more because yeah, the thing was like we we looked like, and I couldn't agree more with you about. It doesn't matter who you're playing because. What we needed was a get like Villa was a little bit, you know, seat of the pants. I mean, if Lacelso had just had his shooting boots on, then you know that could have been a three-one, and it would have been a different start after that beautiful cane flick towards the end. Yeah. But like the way we played against Newcastle was just completely different. And and I think this is really important. We were one down after mm-hmm. two minutes, and with all like, the narrative as well. Yeah, and we could have we could have capitulated. That did not happen. And the thing is, like, I like this three. Of Hoiberg, Skip, and Dombele. I like. I think Nuno. There needs to be some credit given to the fact that he had a system. A lot of people had problems with that system. People were worried he was going to stick to that system ad nauseum. He didn't. He's gone back to the two of the one, the three, which, oh, arguably, in many ways, that is the legacy of Pochettino, right? And that's fine because we have not refitted the team massively since then. And they are comfortable in that shape. And Dombele was expressing himself in a completely different way in that game. I think you could see what it meant to everyone when Harry scored. You could yeah, see. the reaction was incredible. It's that, the first time I had a positive feeling. That. The first time I had a positive feeling about Kane since all that yeah. shit happened. Not, and it's obvious he scored. I, I have. Before. You, I you've have. been proper, proper scarred. I was a bit more like... I think probably, Fab, because I went to all the Euros games, right, when I was there. Yeah. I was watching this man walking around being like, he's the leader of this country, right? Yeah. Like he's, he's the captain of an England team. And I understood playing with, training with Raheem and with, with, with Grealish and with you know, those players thinking, fucking hell, the service I'd get. You know, I'm of course. an ambitious player. There's right? no part the way... of me that... Go on, sorry. No. Oh, no, I mean, just the way his brother went about it was just dogs, it's, dogs, dogs. Of course, dinner. of course, dogs of course. Dinner. But I don't, it's not that I don't, I completely understand why you'd want to go. I understand, I'm not, like, I'm not, I, he's ambitious and he's, you know, he's, of course he wants to do the best for himself. He wants to earn the most amount of money and he wants to win trophies and stuff. I get all of that. I understand why Berbatov left. I understand why Modric, yeah. Sheringham, I understand why they all went on all to bigger, bigger, bigger clubs. I get it. It doesn't mean... It doesn't mean that I don't. It doesn't like it's not a spit in our faces. It is. You're oh, no, saying. I understand, I understand you, that. Yeah. Like, Harry Kane. That, all these yeah. players are saying I'm too good for you now, and it might be yeah. true, but it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt when they say it. That's that's what I, that's the only. The thing, I guess that's my point. I was, the thing I was most happy about. I don't know if you saw in the in the footage of. So you know there was that big hug after when Kane scored, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was talking about actually. In terms yeah. of the first time yeah, yeah, about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, that, no, totally. I know more totally. than the goal. Did it was their reaction see, to him. They, when he, when he sort of, when everyone stopped embracing him, Son and him stayed together for a bit. And it's yeah. about that relationship because I think, I mean, I don't know if you saw there was that you know thing that someone posted that I don't know if it was Son himself or someone who runs his Instagram account, but someone liked the thing was like no player is bigger than his club in the middle of it. And I thought a lot. I was like, how pissed off is Son? Son is like, you know. If he's not the best left winger in the world, he's up there in the top five. He is a special player. And to piss him off and to sort of (laughs) not have that relationship, like as solid as it can be, 
was a big concern for me. Because, you know, against Villa, when Kane could not finish anything, it hadn't been for him when that, when that Villa equaliser went in. Son pulled the team together. <laughs> And Son was getting the crowd going. And Son spent ages Sun's, walking he, around. He's turned into sort of low-key leader, hasn't he? Like, it's no, not, I totally agree. You wouldn't think of him as that. You wouldn't right. think, oh, Son's going to get the, ca- the captain's armband. But he's captain for South Korea, which you would, you know, yeah. he's so he's head and shoulders above everyone, so naturally that tends to happen. But but he he's, he is, he's leading. He's, 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 he's becoming influential. And like yeah. you said, the crowd responding to the crowd and understanding even against Arsenal when we when we we we're three yeah. one, the game was out of sight pretty much, right? He scored and what the first his first reaction was get the ball, let's get going again. And he's really filling in where Kane is 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 has sort of taken a step back somewhat and it might come back. Yeah. But yeah, he is filling that void and I can't I I've always loved him, but I really love him now. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah, he's no, taking me his too. He's taking his relationship with, with the club and, and the fans to the next level by signing the contract, saying what he did in the summer and performing. Fundamentally, that's the most important thing. Cause I, Bologna's... Think, I think I've... Yeah, I've been, I've been taking him for granted. I really I, think I've taken I him th- a bit for granted. I think we all have to a certain degree. He's, yeah. he's just something about him. He's, he looks like he's just like... He's buoyant. He's sort of like... He's positive. He, he wants to win. He wants... He's not prepared, I don't think, to be one of those players who went, oh, we had our chance. You know, he wants it now. And the thing is, and I go back to this, 15 points, eight games, five wins. Yes, three losses, minus three, right, on the goal difference. If you, if we can put together a little run of games now that Harry's scoring, if Son and Kane can get back to what they are, we could blow teams away. Because if you look at the list before Christmas, I've got it here. Listen to some of these November fixtures. Brentford, Norwich... Brighton, <coughs> Leicester, Palace. Like, it's not crazy games. Liverpool away, obviously. Oh, sorry, Liverpool at home. What a belter that'll be. But, like, you know, we've got an opportunity here now to really try and get some points on the board. And I think, you know, to Mr. Florida out there, if we get to Christmas and we are way, way down the league and we're looking as listless as we did then, then, then maybe have a chat about it. But, yeah. look, what you can say to a manager when you're the fan base, and I imagine the players, is, look, this system isn't working. And and credit to him, he's shifted it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and you know, the proof is <clears throat> the West Ham's going to be a bigger test, right? Because they're, 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 they're a good team and we're at their place. They win again last night? Yeah. The fan, uh, actually, I don't know. The fans are back as well, right? So that's going to be, it's going to be tasty. Um, so we're going to see where we are, basically. I think, yeah, they won 3 0. They we're going to see yeah. where we are, um, and I've, 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 like I say, if we, if we haven't got any injuries and we got that team out, I think I'm, I'm relatively confident that we can get something there. Which is yeah. a seismic shift from back in the day where you thought West Ham we're going to roll them over. We always do. Well, no, I mean, listen, they've got they've got a hell of a team. You know, Antonio is a next <coughs> striker now. You know, he's a proper mm. he's a proper player, and and you know you can't you know in Declan Rice they've got someone who's you know, as quality in that position as we're not. Now, we'll see. There are much, much sterner tests than Newcastle. It's going to be a hell of a game. I think that this is is kind of what I was saying, Flav, about the Thursday thing. Because we've had this... Damn it. I mean, we must have had it most of the last 10 years. Thursday, Sunday. You know, obviously, we're not Champions League thing. And the thing was, it was always like, you know we'd end up drawing 1-1 away at Norwich or we'd end up, you know, get not getting a result at Brighton or something like that. And you'd go, well, most of the players played on Thursday. What can you do? This has to be the attitude, is that this additional European competition, which I, I think the prize money is something absolutely pathetic if you even yeah. win it. So, I mean, it's not you like... Get, it's well, really... You get into Europa League. That's like the... It's the fucking oh, pointless. Fantastic. The whole fucking fantastic. thing is so pointless <laughs> and shit. But what can you do? You can't refuse to play in it. You have to play in it. So just no, yeah. And I, I mean it. I mean, look, there's some joy for me in like you know. I said someone was like, "Oh God, I wish we weren't in that competition." And I was like, "Well, what would I do on a Thursday then?" No, something I mean, to like, do. Just, I'll give you that. You just want to watch the game. You're not yeah, the game. I'll give you that. It is something to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's as much as you can say in it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, just before we finish, um, did you see Jose Mourinho? Oh dear me! Six, six one. I I've never heard of that team. I've never heard of them. 
I mean, never... the thing is, Mourinho literally came out and said exactly what you'd expect, which is good. Now people stop asking me why I pick the same 11 players each week. Well, you can't change Kenny. Jose. I know. Because like, they, they, they had a semi-decent start. They won five and lost two of their first, you know, seven games in the league. But they've had a bad week. And that that's especially bad. Um, but he can't change. And when you see that, I was kind of, we was out jokingly having a conversation about him and Nuno and like when we were we got thumped by Palace, Chelsea and Arsenal I was going that didn't really happen under Jose maybe we were were a little bit hasty like you start doubting everything right you're just looking for alternatives just just um but then you just you hear one interview from him going fuck that never going back exactly I'm so glad I'm so glad that he's gone that period's over it was never the right fit. You know, like we all, I don't know if it was Ricky Orflone, who said, you know, when we got rid of um, Poch and we got, and we felt like we'd gone on to a next level. I don't agree with that. Like, you know, I think that what we've got here is a player, a player, sorry, a manager who, who, who can hopefully, you know, be what we need him to be right now. Because yeah. we sort of all know, we all know that there is a sort of the Poch era is still very much alive in this squad. You know, you've still got you know, what, at least six of the players now in that team who played on Sunday, who played in the Champions League final. You know, it's not, it hasn't moved on hugely. Um, I'm going to get cussed on Twitter for that. It's probably not six, probably more like five. But the mm. thing is that, you know, ultimately the, the spine of the team still feels the same. Now, we need to, to, to solidify our place as a top four team. That should be the only priority. And I do believe that that is possible this season, you know, barring um, two, two injuries to our, you know, our main two. Because, I mean, without them, we'd, we'd, you know, we're in trouble. Yeah. I, they've I got to we... bring someone in in January up front. They have to. available? I don't think we've got through Sean. a season, season with uh, Kane or, or uh, Son... Not having layoffs. No, it? oh, it's true. It'd be, be surprising if he if he does. Uh, Jordan, before we uh, round up, what um, you said you've got something. Uh, uh, you got, what, 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 what are you cooking on? What's yeah, as, if, if, if people know, people know, uh, you know, some of the satirical sort of comedy stuff I do. A big thing that is coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks is COP twenty six, which is where a lot of the world leaders get together to discuss. Uh, the issues of climate collapse that are taking place. I think we all agree that very little is being done. I've just made a film uh, for Greenpeace, which will come out, I think, on Monday on Twitter on their main one, uh, talking about the government's response from it. There's a petition there. They want to push it in. And also, I've done a film uh, for the Humane uh, Society, who do some uh, very important work on sort of mass animal agriculture and the way that it's it's uh, uh, affecting it. It's, it's insane. 80, 88 billion animals every year are sort of killed uh, and, uh, 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 um, um, you know, packaged up and then eat, eaten by us. And it's it, what people often don't know is that this is sort of 16.5% of global emissions, which unbelievably is exactly the same amount as all transportation worldwide combined which is quite shocking. Now, I'm yeah. I'm not a vegetarian, I'm not, I'm not vegan, but it, working on the film has made me realise I do need to cut down a bit. You know, I can have to eat, you know, chicken every, every other day or something like that, you know, trying to trying to eat a bit more because even doing that does have an effect. I, I, I'm not someone who believes that, you know, individual responsibility is the way to deal with climate crisis. I think it has to be on, on, on governments and corporations, but that only happens, change only happens when people speak out and and the reason i've made these two films um is because i felt very passionately that it was a you know a good thing to spend some time on so they'll both be out on twitter i'll be sharing those on my twitter but um wonderful they're they're funny they're funny ones they're not too seriously don't worry um but you know i'd appreciate appreciate the help of my my spurs man them to push no worries (laughs) yeah keep an eye on it you know it's not that i've been a vegetarian since i was 18 and wow yeah well yeah it's it's all right um but what um I was kind of like guilt tripped. No, I wouldn't say that. That's unfair. But the girlfriend at the time was um, a vegetarian, and it was kind of like, if I want to continue in this relationship, I'm going to have to because it was really, <laughs> it's really, uh, it was really important to her. Um, but over the time, it's just, it's just, um, it's become such a habit. The idea of eating, yeah. I couldn't, I just couldn't put it in my mouth for some reason. 
And um, I had a really weird thing with my niece the other day where she's finally clocked that chicken is chicken, and she's got it's really interesting seeing it through oh, really? the eyes of a child How old is she? because she's only five, but she's yeah. sort of just at that stage where she just went, she just literally looked at me and was like, How can we do this? And yeah. it's very it's very strange when you know what it's like, a child says something to you, you don't have the answers, you know. But yeah. the thing is, we will, we will, you know, it's I'm not, you know, every, <laughs> we've just gone through one of the hardest pieces of you know global history like if you want to eat a piece of chicken i'm never gonna hold it against you or a bit of beef whatever. no it is it is what i was really surprised was but a lot of the time when you're working with these organizations i mean 88 billion animals a year what the you know that's that blew Crazy. my mind but it was i think it's the thing that made, what really made me think about it was this thing i was saying to you it's just incredible that it's the same amount as all you know the diesel chuggers the ships the planes that you know for, mm. for that to be on 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 par with that it's it's not uh on the real agenda at cop mm. 26 to be talking about you know um uh animal agriculture and, and the kind of mass farms because that's what we're talking about here is the huge huge beef processing plants you know the, the, these these sort of mega farms that exist a lot of the time in america and south america particularly mm. um and it's just worth it's just worth our focus you know that's as a satirist all you're trying to do is is inform people you know is get people chatting about it yeah, definitely. Um, you know, just to, just that like, a thing on that out of the mouths of babes. Um, I remember, uh, you know, when your niece had that realization about the mm. the, uh, the chicken, right? My stepson Will, he was he, got, he must be about four, maybe three and a half, right? And we're walking along, and, and I know these things like don't happen of the year award. This this might get labelled at it, but I swear to God, I don't know where he heard it from, or where he came up for it, but he. I was, he was on my shoulders, right? We were walking down the road. And he went, um, we're all just puppets on God's strings, aren't we, when you think about it, right? And I was like, <laughs> "Wow!" I, I dashed him. I threw him off. I was like, threw him in the road. <laughs> fuck that. It's, it's not, what the fuck? Where did that come from? Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, man. man it's wild. Yeah, yeah. When, when, uh, when, um, when kids come up with stuff where it's just like, all right, they're seeing shit now. And, and he must have just, I don't know where he heard it. He went to a religious school. So I don't know, I don't know what, I don't know what happened. I didn't really speak yeah, to him about that it. thing, isn't there? Like, I do think a lot of the time kids seem to see things very clearly and, and through whatever, you know, our conditioning and everything like that. We don't, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a couple of kids in front of me at White Lane who seem to see things much more clearly than I do. Let me tell you yeah, that yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, fair play. Right, Jolyon. Uh, yes. So, how do we find you on Twitter? Uh, it's at uh, Jolyon Rubes, which is J O L Y O N R U B S, uh, and the same on Instagram. I've never heard Jolyon as a name. Never ever. It's you're, a weird you're, one. You're we'll, the first. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Jolyon the first. That's Jolyon the I first. Should be, I should be. Uh, that's how we should do it from now on. You know, you got Felonius. I think that's Jolly in the first. Is definitely Jolly in the first. Fighting, fight my fighting cock name from now on. <laughs> what? Uh, how? There are. Do you know any others? I uh, I've met one other geezer when oh, I was Jolly and Palmer. Battered in, yeah. yeah, there is Jolly and Palmer. Yeah, but I haven't, I haven't met him. But I was in a I was in a festival. Um, little bit squiffy, shall I say? Because it was I a bet. lot of house music. And yeah. then someone came up to me, one of my mates came up to me with this guy who had <laughs> the driving license for the name. And the guy literally, the first thing he said to me was, you're not pronouncing your name right. <laughs> I went, what? And he went, it's Jolian. And I'm like, no, no, bruv, it's definitely Jolian. And he was like, no, 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 it's Jolian. And then I was like, all right, mate, I'm done with this. <laughs> yeah, let's go, let's we're, go we're not going to agree on that. I want to go see Fortet, please. Nice, um, great band. But yeah, man. Um, I listened to your pod the other day, uh, a pod you did, um, oh. um, uh, Hip Hop Saved My Life. Not oh, that, that's that's Ramesh. out. Ramesh, yeah, with, uh, I love him, man. He's I, I find him so funny. And um, him, yeah, his show's amazing. But I, was, I really like Jest as well. So oh, you yeah. Were, but I was really surprised, because I didn't know, I, obviously I don't really know you on a personal level, but the um, the uh, I didn't know, I wasn't expecting to hear your voice on it. What was that like? What was he like, Jest? Jest, Jest is one of the that generation, isn't he? You know, Jest, Skinny Man, Task Force. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that sort of crew that, you know, sad truth is that if it had been sort of 15 years later, they probably would be multi-millionaires by now. Um, yeah. You know, but I that was, was always like the appeal night. for me a bit. Like the, oh, they were just not totally. down-to-earth normal blokes and, and it resonated with me. You know, like you knew 
in the same Nova way. Was my favourite at that yeah. time. Do you remember Brain Tax? Yes, yes, yeah. Oh, I love Brain Tax. There was Brain Tax, so, I mean, just... Dirty oh. Dyke, that era, that sort oh, of high yeah. focus and yeah, the high yeah, focus yeah, stuff. Yeah, that yeah. I loved it. I loved it. it. Broke out a little bit with Foreign Beggars, I guess. I loved Foreign Beggars. Foreign well. Beggars, I mean, yeah. I, that I song think... was. One with Skinny Man in it. Don't about you. Oh mate, what banger! Oh, absolute fucking banger. I the thing is, I love I love hip hop. I've always loved hip hop. That's why I created a show called Don't Hate the Players because I loved hip hop so much. I I I think um, just is he is for me anyway. It was you know him and um, oh, it's not Farmer G. Who's the other one in in Task Force? Um, in his name, I know Chester Believable. P. Chester P, yeah, Chester P and Jess for me were like the absolute poetic lyricists on the level of, you know, Talib Kweli and you know, sort of most therefore in, in the kind of raucous sort of stuff in the states. And that first Jess album for me was just like a mind blower. Like mm. I just I had it on repeat constantly. Yeah. And he is a, you know, he's a he's a, he's 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 a genius man. You know, he is one mm. of those extremely talented poetic lyricists and i think that you know particularly i think people you're you're you, you know you're, we're around the same age you know uh, i think mm. th there was that whole generation of lyricists who never got really the commercial respect that no it was like know, a, be as much a bedroom as... it's like a bed it was oh, a be man. they were famous in the bedroom weren't they it was like you're massively yeah, well, I would sit with my brother, right? I'd sit with my brother, and we'd like it'd be a Friday night. We'd get our, we'd get home from going out and whatever, and uh, we'd sit at his computer and we'd just be watching British hip hop hey, of that era. Totally, like, this is great. Man, me too. Yeah, it's amazing. Anyway, they were we could, absolute legends. I could talk. Well, actually, you should go. You should go on um, uh, John Bass. He's on it. He's got no notorious, PO, notorious pod. It'd be, I'd uh, love he does, to. It does love a pod to. about hip hop if you like talking about it that much. Yeah, All right, yeah, mate. Yeah. Thank you so much. We've got to go, but uh, you're love. a legend. Up and thank Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. 
Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. This summer, when you're on the go, stay connected to what matters most with access to over 3 million Cox Wi-Fi hotspots. Learn more at Cox.com. Ask Ashley the Podcast is sponsored by Cox. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.